Hey everybody, welcome to Keep Talking Podcasts, fitness, health, and mindset series. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, fitness coach and nutrition nerd, and I love talking about this stuff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another possibly controversial episode of Keep Talking Podcast. On this Wellness Wednesday, I'm going to be talking about the whole red meat and cancer thing, particularly colon cancer. It's something that's been talked about for years and years. I may have touched on it in previous episodes. It's one of those topics where, you know, I feel like over the last couple decades, we've we've heard, you know, limit your red meat. You know, not only does it have too much saturated fat, it's going to give you colon cancer, Right. I, over the past couple years, see, for a while I was really buying into that and I didn't eat much red meat. Uh, I would say from like the period of maybe like 2014 through 2018 or 19, I didn't eat much red meat. And then I've kind of changed over the last couple of years. And just anecdotally, I will say that now that I started eating a lot more red meat, not only has it helped me build muscle, I, I, I feel very good. Um, and, you know, in spite of uh, what a lot of people say about it, well, there are definitely a lot of health benefits to red meat, um, and it's also pretty easily digestible, especially if you're someone like me who has digestive issues. Let, let me, you know, before I like turn off everybody that is, you know, going to disagree with me, let me kind of back off and be a little bit more objective here because I wanted to, to really try to study this. And this is actually kind of a fun one for me to research a little bit because I guess here's the thing. Like when I look at a topic like this, you know, the, uh, the question of, you know, does red meat really increase your, your risk of colon cancer, you know, compared to other meats or other foods or whatever, you know, should we really be limiting it that much? It's one of those things where I, I definitely learned some interesting things researching this. Um, I kind of, it, it switched my, well, I'm not going to say it switched my overall conclusion or my overall stance on it right now. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll kind of go over at the end, you know, some of the new things that I found as I was researching this. Um, but but very interesting, you know. Um, and so I guess to kind of jump into, okay, so let's let's go over the basics. So people talk about red meat as something that, that causes cancer, right? Um, it is listed as a group 2A carcinogen, which means it probably causes cancer. So to give you an idea, like group one, the things that, you know, are, definitely cause cancer, so to speak, would be tobacco, alcohol, processed meats. I mean, I think they call it, you know, like bacon and sausage, but like meats that are highly processed, for example, are group one carcinogens. Like they, they, they cause cancer, no ifs, ands, or buts, right? Supposedly. Uh, so red meat is not in that category, but it is in the group 2A category, okay, which is like the next highest risk category. Um, now, the interesting thing in a lot of these studies, these studies, studies can be so manipulated, but there's a lot of these studies that like lump processed meats and red meats together in these studies, okay? See, I'm, I'm distinguishing between red meat that is min minimally processed or unprocessed, um, and also we need to distinguish, we need to talk about the way it's cooked, right? Because from everything I've heard up to this point, if you overcook your meat or if you cook it at really high heat, that then produces some sort of chemical reactions that also increases the risk that it could be bad for you and cause cancer, okay? Um, but, you know, like as, as, I, as I hear about this, that one of the things that I've always asked myself over the last couple of years when I think about this topic is like, okay, 
you know, yeah, studies show that red meat consumption, or maybe they say red meat and processed meat consumption, they link those together conveniently. Uh, but they say, yeah, it increases your risk for cancer, particularly colon cancer. But then, like, I ask myself, like, wait a minute, okay, like, what is the physiological reasoning behind this? Like, what? Give me, give me the, you know, okay, the studies link it, blah blah blah. But like, like, why? What is the physiological reason that this happens? Because I mean, cancer is essentially the growth. It's when abnormal cells, cells start mutating or growing abnormally or whatever, and then you know they spread, m- metastasize, whatever. You know they. Yeah, they overgrow. That was the best scientific definition of cancer you've ever heard. I know it. What's up? All right, no. So that's what happens, okay? So essentially, the question becomes like, why then, because of eating red meat, do the cells and the lining of the colon or whatever happens, you know, why do those cells start going bad and then spreading a cancer just because you've been eating a lot of red meat? That's the question. Physiologically, what is just happening? I don't want just links from the studies. I want the physiology, okay? Because... um, like for me, you know, when we talk about red meat, like red meat, it's it's very healthy for a lot of reasons. Okay, you know, as is any kind of meat. I mean, animal sources of protein, I would argue, are the best sources of protein for building muscle, which is important for our health. Muscle is important for our health. Um, they have you know a full, complete, essential amino acid profile. Uh, they also have you know we could we could debate back and forth too about how good or bad the fats in in meats, particularly red meats, are. I'm one who I don't believe too much the paradigm that we were taught in the 90s and 2000s about all saturated fat being bad for us. Keep in mind that fat in itself is essential. Proteins and fats are essentials. Carbohydrates are technically not, but we should still probably mostly be eating carbs. Um, you know, fats are essentials for our body, and and diets high in saturated fat, you know, they've been linked to, oh, you know, higher LDL cholesterol levels, greater risk for heart disease, things like that. That actually is another topic that's up for debate, in my opinion. And I think current studies will show that actually refined carbohydrates um, more greatly increase our risk of heart disease, you know, heart disease, heart attack, and stroke more than high fat saturated fat consumption, because the topic of LDL cholesterol and, you know, the ways certain foods actually quote unquote clog our arteries is a very complicated topic. Okay. It's a very nuanced topic as, as is this topic, you know, whether or not red meat causes cancer. Okay. So with that in mind, you know, red meat, it has lots of good nutrients. Okay. You know, just any type of, you know, minimally processed red meat that you get, it's going to have a lot of very good quality protein. It's going to have things like iron, which I'll come back to in a minute. That was one of the interesting parts of my research on this. You know, heme iron, which is very important. Iron has an important function in the body, essentially. Like, rather than me butcher it, let me, like, pull up because, okay, (laughs) rather than me give a definition of iron the way I did of cancer, you know, iron is, I'm just reading it from NIH here, it's a mineral in the body that the body needs for growth and development. Your body uses iron to make hemoglobin, a protein in the red blood cells that carries oxygen from the lungs to all parts of the body, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so body needs iron. Red meat in particular has is a very good source of heme iron, and heme theoretically is more important than non-heme iron, the type of iron that we get from a lot of vegetable sources. Come back to that in a minute, okay? Um, it's got other important things like B vitamins, just red meat in general, zinc, Um, organ meats in particular, like for example, beef liver, I make the case that beef liver is the most nutritious food in the world, more nutritious than any form of of meat uh, than any you know plant just because the amount of vitamins and nutrients it has okay and I know a lot of you guys probably like I'm not eating liver (laughs) like the way I cook beef liver nowadays when I make beef liver it almost tastes like steak not quite as good but it's pretty dang good okay 
And what's the proof? I know this sounds, you know, this is gross, but like what's the proof that it's that nutritious? Because if I eat more beef liver than I need, more than about like eight ounces in a sitting, then my pee starts turning neon green later in the day. And when your pee starts turning slightly neon green, it means you have an overdose of certain vitamins because you just pee out the excess vitamins. But that's how many vitamins are in beef liver from a good source, okay? And I don't know any other plant food. I've never experienced that before with any other food, okay? Um, But beef liver and, you know, all the research shows it has tons of vitamins and minerals in addition to the protein and some fats that I would argue are mostly healthy. The point being here is that red meats in general, and especially like organ meats, if you're going to eat that, but even red meats, even just like the muscle meat, are very nutritious for a lot of reasons, okay? Now, obviously, talked a little bit about the saturated fat thing. Okay, you can still make the case that having too much saturated fat is bad, up for debate. Now, we're not talking about that in this episode, but it's up for debate, definitely. Um... The, you know, we're, we're talking about, yeah, red meat and, and you know, and, and cancer. And just, I guess, before I dive in a little more, so, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, don't eat red meat, eat white meat, and eat fish, right? You know, yeah, okay, you could make the case that maybe white meat or, or fish is a better option. You know, people will talk about the... Um, you know, the different, the healthier fats in, in, in fish, for example, um, they'll say that, you know, white meat has less saturated fat. Um, but at the same time, red meat has, you know, more of that heme iron that we need. So I actually think it's up for debate which type of meat is the healthiest for us, and it kind of depends on your situation, okay? Um, so, and just the other thing about, you know, meat in general, this goes for white meat, red meat, and fish, is that, if you look at like a meat compared to like these plant-based meats, and see, I used to eat a lot of these, like 2017, 18, 19, I was kind of on that almost vegetarian kick. Uh, these plant-based meats have a bunch of ingredients that just don't even make sense. And that's when you know a food is not that healthy, when it's got a bunch of ingredients that you can't pronounce, all these, like, you know, these oils and stuff like that. So in my opinion, I think most of us should be avoiding these beyond burgers and impossible meat whatever I, I don't think they're very healthy for us in general um but that's just me um, i'm not saying that you can't be healthy on a vegetarian or even vegan diet but it is a bit harder it requires some supplementation that's another topic for another episode um so just like looking at these studies you know obviously i dove into some more studies about you know red meat the, the correlation between red meat and cancer and so, like, for example, to give you one here, I can't remember, was this NIH that I'm reading off of? But anyway, it's, you know, in the case of red meat, the classification is based on limited evidence from epidemiological studies showing positive associations between eating red meat and developing colorectal cancer, as well as strong mechanistic evidence, whatever mechanistic evidence means. Limited, limited evidence means that a positive association has been observed, blah, 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 association, um, for the observations, but... And, but like it couldn't be ruled out. It's like, okay, they're giving you all these like limited evidence stuff. There's a lot of limited evidence. There's a lot of like possibly correlated. Um, here's one, for example, like according to most research, recent estimates by Global Burden of Disease Project, um, about 34,000 cancer deaths per year worldwide are attributable to diets high in processed meat. Processed meat. Eating red meat has not yet been established as a cause of cancer. However, if the reports were proven to be causal, the global burden of disease, blah, 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 has predicted, has estimated that diets high in red meat could be responsible for 50,000 cancer deaths per year worldwide. So there's like a million cancer deaths linked to smoking tobacco, 600,000 due to alcohol, more than 200,000 due to air pollution, 
and possibly could be could be 50,000 due to red meat if it happens to be established as a cause of cancer which it has not yet processed meat has red meat has not <laughs> um so that's interesting now um like i said a lot of these studies and this is kind of what i had what i had thought like recently in the last couple of years you know looking at this is like i just don't know if there's actual evidence out there that red meat really causes cancer i think there's like some some speculation they lump it together with processed meat certainly overcooking your meat seems to be a bad thing i don't know but where is the real evidence in the physiological um information that shows that red meat would cause cancer right because okay apparently like the processed meats and the overcooked meats release certain chemicals either they contain nitrates or nitrites you know or they release certain chemicals that then you know cause oxidation free radicals and all these fancy scientific terms that mean like damage to cells and then leading to cancer okay but like what about red meat is doing that okay so this one was from cancercouncil.com.au it's Australia, I think. They're probably smarter than we are in the U.S. since we kind of are just idiots who sit around eating processed meat, watching TV all day. Okay, so current research shows that there are certain chemicals in red and processed meats, both added and naturally occurring, that cause these foods to be carcinogenic. For example, when a chemical in red meat called heme, heme, okay, there's that heme again, they spell it sometimes H-A-E-M and sometimes H-E-M-E, is broken down in the gut and nitroso chemicals are formed and these have been found to damage the cells that line the bowel, which can lead to bowel cancer. These same chemicals also form when processed meat is digested. In addition, processed meat again, the nitrate and nitrite preservatives used to preserve processed meats do the same thing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now, um, th this was the first time I had really seen anything that suggests why red meat, not just processed meats, but why red meat might cause be carcinogenic might cause cancer or damage to the cells now i don't know i like I, i'll confess i haven't like fully fully taken a deep deep dive into this i tried a little bit it's tricky but like what they're saying is that when when heme is broken down in the gut that it could damage the cells that line the bowel causing bowel cancer which is but like here's the thing about that what's tricky is it's telling you okay so be careful with heme iron like if someone reads that study like me it's you know, it's it's saying to be careful with heme iron, but we know how important heme iron is at the same time, right? By the way, I should have done this at the, at the beginning of the episode. Medical disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you medical or health advice, blah, blah, blah. But now that we're like 20 minutes in, <laughs> I just like, it's, it's just a really interesting topic. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of conflicting information. But like, the, the thing about it is, is like, um, you know, we we need heme. I mean, I'm reading it right here. Which site was this from? I mean, non-heme iron, I, I don't even have all the sources cited here, but non-heme iron accounts for the majority of iron in plants, but it's not as well absorbed. 95, more than 95% of functional iron in the human body is in the form of heme, okay? Hence, heme should be considered an essential nutrient for humans. Although historically, Iron is the primary concern in nutrition studies. Okay, but the point is they're telling us that heme is essential, that heme iron is essential. It's very important, okay? Yet at the same time, apparently that's the aspect of red meat consumption, the, the heme, the way that the heme gets processed and causes a chemical reaction. Like if I'm reading the other study right, that's what it's telling me. So it's another one of those type of things where this is where they talk about like how, you know, certain people, longevity quote-unquote experts will make the, the case that like, high protein diets will cause cancer because high protein diets will continuously stimulate 
mTOR and IGF-1, for example, which then in a cancerous environment will, inc- you know, uh, could theoretically increase the rate of the cancer. Now, those, that's a whole other long topic. I probably shouldn't have even, you know, got into it, but I just did, so whatever. But I'm not going to go into all the details. But the point is, is like what happens here is you'll take, they'll take things like protein and heme iron, which are both essentials basically, very important for our bodies. And, you know, but for a certain reason, they'll say that in certain cases, we have to be careful with either how much we consume or just consuming it in general. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those tricky things. Like nothing in the world seems to be all positive. There could be a negative core, you know, aspect of some of these things, if that makes sense. Um, But it's like, that's literally to this point, like the only real physiological explanation i've gotten to why red meat not processed or overcooked meat just like red meat cooked you know at a fairly slow rate not overcooked i'm not talking about raw meat but just that's a whole other topic too um but just regularly cooked slow cooked red meat not at super high temperatures you know unprocessed minimally processed red meat this is like the only you know physiological explanation that i've heard is that apparently the heme the chemical in red meat called heme being broken down in the gut and nitroso chemicals are formed and these have been found to damage the cells that line the bowel, which can lead to bowel cancer. <sighs> I mean, it's like the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause because had like I not read that explanation, believe me, I've researched this topic before and like my conclusion for the most part is that we just, we should kind of ignore the the advice, the, this this advice, and that it's almost like part of an agenda. It's like a like a veganism, you know, a, agenda to tell us that red meat is going to kill us. When in reality, I don't see hardly any evidence for it. And I would argue that for most of us, it's a very good thing. Number one, because a lot of people are not getting enough protein in their diet to maintain muscle and to be healthy. And when you don't get enough protein in your diet, it's more likely that you're going to eat junk and sugar and carbohydrates, which are widely available in the modern world. I mean, I'm not trying to like totally side with the carnivores here. You know, there's a big movement and saying, you know, and it's kind of an anti-veganism movement essentially because of all the extreme veganism and all the extreme, you know, don't eat red meat that has come out over the past 10, 20 years or whatever. Now there's this carnivore movement that has kind of come up, in my opinion, as a result of the extreme opposite, when in the reality, the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Like an omnivorous diet, a combination of, of animal and plant foods is probably best for all of us. And yes, I would say that a diet that includes red meat is still the best for all of us. Um, you know, that little point about Heme iron, supposedly, and I don't know, I'm sure there's people listening to this that may know more about the topic than I do that are like, man, that evidence is ridiculous and weak. I I mean, I don't know. Um, All of this stuff is kind of up for debate. Like I said, the studies that link it are very weak and sometimes are manipulated to lump red meat in with processed meat. Um, I mean, I I, I don't know. It's, It's a tricky topic. I mean, my opinion is still that most of us should be consuming red meat and should not be afraid of it. I'm not saying eat, you know, four hamburgers a day or, you know, a 16-ounce steak. I'm like, no, just consume red meat sometimes, in my opinion. If you don't like it that much, you don't need to, you know, consume it every day. You know, I mean, you could do it just on special occasions if you do like it. I mean, I, in general, right now, I'm consuming it almost every day and am, you know... uh 
for the most part, consuming it in unprocessed ways and cooked in ways that I think are healthy. Then there's the whole environmental thing. We could, <laughs> we could bring that in. I've taught, I think I did a previous episode about red meat and the environment and all that. You know, we can bring that debate in. Um, yeah, I would agree that, that probably, based on the ways that most of us get our red meat, that technically it has a worse footprint for the environment, but that's another long, nuanced topic and kind of is part of the <clears throat> propaganda, that I say propaganda, that they use to tell us to not eat as much red meat. So they hit you with the, the it's going to cause colon cancer. They hit you with the, you're being bad for the planet and all this stuff, when in reality... I don't know. The the evidence that they give is sometimes kind of manipulated and just, I don't know. It doesn't all stand up, but um, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm glad that I chose to do this episode and to research this topic a little bit more. Obviously learned a few things along the way. My conclusion is that I'm still not going to be afraid of eating um, red meat, especially because the only you know, supposedly, possibly cancer-causing aspect of it, this this heme, maybe there are other things that I'm missing, but th- this heme is an essential nutrient anyway. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There, there's, there's no solution, but um, yeah. Um, anyway, I probably just confused a lot more of you than, than you were at the beginning, but my opinion, still go ahead and don't be afraid to eat red meat. Don't eat too much of it. Don't overcook it. Don't eat processed red meat. If you want to save the planet, um, I mean, I would say you should probably like, you know, either go figure out how to go to Mars or like make an organization that gets all the plastic out of the oceans or uh, something like that. Because I don't know if red meat is necessarily the only problem. But uh, anyway, that's another topic for another day. All right. We'll talk again soon. Love you all. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable for daily workouts, fitness tips, nutrition advice, mindset advice. You can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore Tumelson. That's S-E-A-N underscore T-U-M-I-L-S-O-N. For more information about Keep Talking, you can follow Keep Talking on Instagram. That is K-E-E-P 